0: Welcome to another episode of Sports and Songs Podcast. We're your hosts, Dan and Andy. Andy, how are you doing tonight?
1: I'm good, thank you. How about you?
0: Good. It's November 7th, 2022. We're in Season 3, Episode 51. Last episode of the year.
1: Uh, for sports, yes.
0: For the sports side, We're uh, this will be the last one. We'll be on Season 4 next year, uh, next week when we do the same show. Uh, we'll have the anniversary here coming up this week of our po- uh, Sports and Songs podcast. So this is the last episode of this season. New one will start fresh next time. Um, we've got a lot to cover today. A whole bunch. Andy, guess what hat I'm wearing?
1: I, I see the world champions.
0: Well, we can start that first. Yes. But let's start with the trivia question. Yes. Houston Astros, of course, here uh, won the World Series this week in what, six games? Six. I called 5 the 6 You were were close, almost right on the money. Houston did win it. I'm going to have a trivia question that pertains to the Astros. This trivia question is, the Astros have a mascot. There he is. A little-known mascot. And the question is, uh, not many people know the mascot for the Houston Astros. The trivia question is, what is its name? What's its name? He has a name. Or it. Like, it, has, like a cross- it has a name.
1: Looks like a Grover or maybe Yoda.
0: Exactly. All right. We'll come back to it at the end of the show, but that's the trivia question. Do your homework, the Astros mascot. Uh, I picked it because I got a feeling most people do not know this, as I didn't myself until I did the research today, uh, working with our staff to come up with a question with the whole team of interns.
1: Uh, I suppose Kevin knew it right away, probably. Kevin, yeah. He's Kevin's kind that way.
0: He's one of our best interns. He does a lot. All right, let's start with some right. football?
1: Yeah, so we're going right into the high schools. Get my, if you can get my share screen up there, sir.
0: Here we go. I'm going to go uh, silent here.
1: All right. Appreciate that. I
0: mean, yeah. Whoops. whoops. You said hey, it out
1: loud. Did I say it? Sorry. Okay, here we go. Mississippi State High School Football League, they're – What's considered the state tournament now, just to correct everything, they're in the state tournament round. Prep bowl is the championship game, December 2nd and 3rd. Yep. Yep. They it kind of deceiving because state tournament takes three weeks. Well, because you have to play a game a week. Unlike basketball and hockey, where you do three games in four days. This takes well. So they are technically in the state tournament now.
0: Yeah. So typically uh t- to make it for the listeners to understand is if you win your section, you yep. win, you are going to state your state qualifier. Football's different, you don't you don't actually go to the prep bowl until the last uh week or two, but yeah, uh, prep bowl's the championship right game. This is the, actually the state tournament coming up.
1: Go ahead. Yeah, the first round games are at neutral sites, then the next two rounds are both at the um at the greenhouse down in Minneapolis there.
0: Nice.
1: So here we start with nine man Here's the final rankings. We'll start with that just see so you see the final seeds there for everybody. And then here we go. dun, dun, dun. Uh, Red Rock Central High will play Wheaton, Mountain Iron Bowl, and Kinison County. They'll be playing there. Other side of the bracket, Spring Grove High and Hancock, and then Ogilvy and Furtle Beltrani. Now, you see those numbers are one, two. Five. That's their section, not their seed. Okay. And there's eight sections. Okay. But if you look back here on some of these, and it was kind of mentioned last year in the football too, some teams complained. One and two are playing each other in the first round in some of these sections.
0: So, now, do they rotate that ahead of time? They know, I think, who's playing who as far as I know each yeah,
1: year. Yeah, they, they just kind of throw the sections out there and go here. And okay. there you go. Now here, here's an example. Let's kind of look at somebody's names here. We got Lester Prairie One, um, Fillmore Two, and they got Springfield and Man- and murdoch Sunberg in the first round. Deer River, and the Thunderbirds in the bottom half of that bracket on your left side of the bracket. Yeah, Fillmore and Lester Prairie, like we just said, one two are playing each other in the first round. That sounds to be their sections also, but that's then Miniota, last year's champ, and Breckenridge in the bottom. Now, area. is
0: that really the the game to watch? There is Fillmore against Lester Prairie because that's, that's the true one versus two in this in the rankings.
1: Yeah. yeah, you feel right here, and then you know Miniota's tenth, but they're the defending champions. So here you go, that left side of the bracket there, or right side of the bracket. I'm sorry is uh, one to watch.
0: In Jordan, too.
1: Yes. Wow. All right, here we go. The two A's. And you look at some of these teams clustered here. Jackson County and Howard Lake Waverly Winstead in the first game. Moose Lake, Barnesville, the bottom half of your left side of the bracket there. Chatfield Blue Earth, Eden Valley Watkins, and Sox Center 3A and kind of you know, Elsco, Esco, and Dilworth 1 2. Then you get the bottom half, they're all kind of bundled there. Look who's playing in the bottom half of the bracket first round oh, Esco yeah. and Dilworth. So again, 1 2 right off the bat. Okay, Fairmont, St. Croix, Lutheran, and their side, Cannon Falls, Watertown, Mayor, the Royals. And then Malacca, New England, and Spicer. And that, know, back to Look back at the rankings.
0: And Andy, I don't know if you saw that Cannon Falls team, the number of points they're putting up. Oh, yeah. is unreal the last three games.
1: Yep. But again, if you look back at the brackets, those teams are your bottom, you know, five through 10, basically, are those teams there. So it's going to be some fun games to watch. Is your 4A rankings there at the middle or at the end of the season? Got Simley at Chicago Lakes High, the North Branch Area School, and Ricori. Other side, Stouraville and Hutch, Academy of Holy Angels, and Zimmerman on your right side of the bracket.
0: Hutch will be tough to beat, I think.
1: They usually are, yeah. All right, now here's kind of some of these top fours Mankato West, St. Thomas, Elk River, and 5A. St. Thomas and Montevideo right off the bat, Elk River, Moorhead. I mean, so these teams right off the bat. Rochester, Bankado West, Robinsdale Armstrong, and Rogers. Now to the big kids. The big popular, or not popular, populated schools. And again, look at some of these top four there. Maple Grove, Rosemont, Ian Prairie, Lakeville South. Quarterfinals: Stillwater, Lakeville South, Apple Grove, Eastridge, Ian Prairie, Shakopee, Rosemont, and Centennial. So that's how they all bracket out there. So, so, Friday,
0: so those games. This is all Friday night. This is going to be wild yep. and wooly, uh, especially Tenth with and
1: the 11th. Yeah,
0: with the weather, uh, you know, it's it's going to be interesting uh, for these outdoor games.
1: Yeah, 10th and 11th there. Yeah. <clears throat> Girls Volleyball is coming up here. Here we go. They uh, are going on. I do not have their rankings because they came out late. I did see one of them come up. It was uh, Miniota and Mayor Lutheran are the one and two seeds in their section, yet finding the last – counting the COVID year with no winner in there. One of those two schools has won it the last, like, four or five years. So watch for the Girls Volleyball. I will have those on the social media this week. Boys and girls soccer, here we go. There's the champions for boys. It is. Providence Academy and St. Anthony on one side. Or I'm sorry. Yep, and St. Anthony won that game. Then Breck and St. Paul Academy. St. Paul Academy won that. St. Anthony Village is your Class A champion. Excellent. Academy of Holy Angels is your Class AA champ. And three A is Rosemont, Oviedo. Was it? Uh, so you just gotta look at those. Are see so these are actually seeded. So you see a random draw a team made it, and a five seed made it on the left side there. Okay. So what they do is they rank the top five teams, kind of like they do with hockey and basketball. They rank the top five. The other three are quote unquote random draw.
0: It's uh, I think wrestling also for the team. Yeah, eight that make it, they rank the top five, and the rest are just thrown into a pool. Yep. <clears throat> Fair enough, I guess.
1: Gal soccer. here we go, and here's one. Look at it, three of the four teams were a random draw. So let's hear it for the seating system there. Hmm. St. Paul Academy boys over St. San... I think that's a boys last time. was the girls last one? Here we go. That's the winners there. De La Salle over Hill Murray. NYZ. Over Woodbury. Northern Sun. That's like Beaver territory. Beavs did win on football over the weekend. And so did Minnesota Duluth. So that means the Beavs keep their little lead there. One game with just a couple to go. Overall standings. Beavs still got it. Tied with Minnesota State and Wayne State for conference. Eight wins in a row for Bemidji State. So, Yeah, you called not, it, I think. Uh, oh, and two I said just like Aaron Rodgers years ago, just relax. Now all has turned out well. Yeah. Beaver for hockey, the boys. Okay, hey, I'm kind of explain a few things here. It was a tie, but a shootout loss. We'll get back to that later. And then a win against Ferris State. Then they got Northern Michigan coming up. So here's the standings and here's a point explanation, and I I see it all the time on there and I'm putting it out more as a reminder for some or explanation for the new ones. Teams are awarded three points for each conference win in regulation, two points for an overtime or shootout win, and one point for an overtime or shootout loss. Overtime wins and losses appears both a win and loss column, as well as in the OTW and OTL column for overtime wins and losses. So hmm. they lost in the shootout. So you see the Beavs are still conference 2-0-2, oh, but shootout wins, they only have one. Okay. Their state has one. So it was a tie for the two part for the 2-0-2, oh, but they lost in the shootout. Uh, tiebreakers, the team according to the most number of points. That's why those ties are important and everything else. So, let me see. Um, it's that time of year basketball, beaver basketball. Boys got a couple of games. Nebraska and Southern Arkansas, then Concordia. And the gals start with Valley State, Maysville State, and Crookston starts their season. I know it goes a couple late right there, but it's that time of year. Basketball. Missouri Valley. That would be Bison football. Bison, yeah, they won. Western Illinois 0-9, 0-6 on the year. So the Bison kind of took, took some frustration out on them there a little bit. The Jackrabbits one by three on a last second field goal. Hmm. So, so close yet, oh, so far away. Beebe's got two games. Or I'm sorry, the Bies have got two games left. They will not win the conference. Uh, they're holding their own there, though. And they'll tie, but South Dakota State's got the tiebreaker, so is what it is. And DSU basketball. Here's the boys' schedule. They took care Crookston in a game on Wednesday, and look at the start. there. number ten Arkansas at number five Kansas, playing the big kids right off the bat. And then they come home to play Pacific.
0: Wow. Yeah, that's a tough schedule on the road.
1: Yeah, start out, get those big games out of the way, though. See what you're made of. The Gals are at Montana, then home against Maysville, Valley State. And then the Gophers going up to Fargo for the Gals November 17. So that's wow. next Thursday. And some more Gopher stuff. Yeah, they beat Nebraska in football. They got Northwestern coming up. Kind of, you know, it, 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 this is one part of a Big Ten basketball or Big Ten football or big NCAA football. There's so many bowl games, but it's like, oh, yay, we could be in the Pinstripe Bowl or the Music City Bowl or something. And really, if you're not winning your division and being in one of the big ones, it, to me, it's just another exhibition game. I just kind of lose interest. Yep. Sure. Hockey. Notre Dame, swap them. That makes me smile. Then mm-hmm. you have got Penn State coming up. Just because they're not ranked, they're still Penn State. Don't take anyone too lightly. Here's the standings. As you see, Penn State is the first. We're tied for second with Ohio State, so this Penn State game is going to be tough. When you think Big Ten hockey, you don't exactly think Penn State. but No. And here's what's i like look at. This. this just kind of makes me smile. Wisconsin, seventh out of our seven teams. Two and eight overall. Goals against, 32. Goals for 16. That just kind of makes me smile, too. I'm trying to find joy in this credit time of the year. Oh, yes. Dale took things up in the Duluth. Then they got game tonight against St. Cloud State. It's uh the US Hockey Hall of Fame Museum Women's Face Off Classic. That's going on opposite us. I appreciate you uh, probably listening watching the hockey game and you'll check us out afterwards. Then they got number three Wisconsin coming up. So that should be a good match in Madison next weekend. And there is the standings for the gals for hockey. Ohio State, Minnesota, Wisconsin—usually the top three all the time, anyway. NASCAR did crown their champion over the weekend. It was Joey Logano. He did win the race. He won the thing. And this is why I just want to point out right here for NASCAR one thing: of course, NASCAR races are all outdoors. And look at the money NASCAR has for it to be outdoor and still have confetti falling—that's that's the money right there they're spending. Um there was a sad passing in NASCAR. Uh, Joe Gibbs, former Redskins coach who owns a NASCAR team, Joe Gibbs racing. His son, father of Ty Gibbs, the driver, did pass away over the weekend. Ty did not race over the weekend. So condolences to the Gibbs family. Major League Baseball. Here we go. You gotta get ready now. Get serious. See that date there, Dan? Yes. Pitchers and catchers can report then. The
0: countdown is on.
1: Yes. Pitchers and catchers can report on that important day, February fourteenth, 2023. It's a beautiful thing. If I recall, usually the weekend before or after that is the Daytona 500 also. So big week for me. Pitchers and catchers and NASCAR. Beautiful time of year. There's Dusty. He's got a championship now. Oh, yes. Kind of glad for that. He got that monkey off his back. And Now, here's the game recap. Game one, Phillies took it. Then the Astros came back. And they went to Philadelphia after the rain out. Two days off. Philly blew up. And right after the Astros did that no-hitter in game four, they just kind of took over. I mean, they just... I just knocked Philadelphia off the rocker and just did they got no hit and they were just thinking too much afterwards or what? <clears throat> um I say what you will about the Phillies being an 88 win team making the World Series. I'm not making excuses. Everybody knows I am not a big Philly fan at all. But the rules this year helped them a lot. And I'm not making excuses. These are the rules. Deal with them. Things that helped the Phillies this year, and they still want it, just 88 games. The universal DH helped them because Bryce Harper had a bad elbow most of the year where he couldn't play the outfield. So he was still allowed DH and bat. So now did that help Philadelphia? Who knows? Maybe they could have got out. If they didn't have the DH, could he have gotten healthy healthy sooner because he wasn't batting? Who knows? But that's the rules. You play with them. There you go. So there's the. World Series is over. Like I said, the countdown begins. All right, the Mets. Oh, so, yeah. I'm getting my, my music ready here. Hold on. Here we go. We're getting all excited. These other players that are eligible for on their 11-man roster. These 11 for free agency. Now I'm not going to be. You all can read, and those of you online, you can look at or listening, you can look it up. All the two of them are pitchers. Brandon Nemo, in my opinion, is a high priority. They've said Diaz and Nemo were their big priorities. Here we go. Yes. The Trumpets. Edwin Diaz has signed. We can hear that a lot now from city Field this year. The Mets signed Diaz five years, $102 million. Okay.
0: I, uh, I, I admit I didn't know much of, of, Diaz coming into the season, Andy, but I did have him on my fantasy baseball, which, uh, helped me do very well this year, but I'm now an Edwin Diaz fan. Yes. Yes. He's a stud.
1: He's the man. Uh, what about the Grom? This is from a couple days ago in the paper. Uh, Several Mets have contracts of free agency. Uh, Degrom, if he was to opt out of his fully guaranteed year of thirty-two point five million of his current contract, he has stated on multiple occasions that he intends to do so. And as of today, Degrom did officially opt out, making him a free agent.
0: Interesting. Now, uh, like you said, we you know we got the countdown, Andy, coming on to pitchers and catchers reporting next year. But once once the World Series ends, the, the clock begins for a lot of these things. So yep. each of the 30 major league teams have five days, five-day window to get all their folks with options, uh, either opting in, opting out, to, to get those out of the way. Because the following week, then they're on the – on the deadline to solidify the forty-man roster, so like your sheet showed before, there's yep. a massive, a lot of work to do with getting those either either the, those guys on or off, or what's going to happen with them. Um, yeah. And then the week after that is the uh, the Rule Five, um, the pool of players that go to the Rule Five. So there, all these the GMs and the management here, uh, the front office uh, is it's a bit, very busy time of the year uh, once that World Series ends because now all the teams are on a clock to make moves.
1: Yeah, and uh TJ Walker, also the Mets relief pitcher, has opted out. So um Walker's a good pitcher, very good pitcher. He was great with the Mets. Um is he be an ace somewhere. No. He'd be an ace two or three So He could probably be an ace here because well, our pitching staff is horrible. Um well, here by meaning the twins. Easy no. Easy what meaning we don't have the big name, we don't have the We've been putting it together with, unless we get we got Ryan. Okay, I'm sorry, we got Ryan. We got our stud there. So Walker would probably still be a two behind him. Um, I, Walker would be a three or two for a lot of teams, and he could be the nice missing piece for some players, some teams. He be that one puts you over. He doesn't have the playoff experience. He doesn't have all this and that. But take for what it's worth, he's got Mets experience. So he's been picking the brain. He's picking Scherzer's brain this last year. So he would, could be a nice addition to have because he's out of their shadow now. That's the pitchers you want to get sometimes. The guy who's a third on a team with a lot of studs, maybe he is better. He's just been in their shadow and you can't see it. Steve Avery at the Braves back in the 80s is a great example. Here's some other pitchers the Mets have to worry about. The one big name on there. I'll, let's see, there's TJ Walker I mentioned right there. Ah, uh, Vogelbach. Daniel, a million and a half option for him this year. He's a DH, so we got it in both leagues now. He would be nice in the twins uniform. Big power left-hand hitter in our, in our ballpark here. Down at the target field. The ballpark. There I got it out. He'd be a nice one here. He's uh uh decent. He can play 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 first on Sunday afternoons. We have to give someone a rest. Um now that I see the twins let Miguel Sano go, he could maybe fill in the shoes they wanted Sono to do. Come here, get 25, 30 homers. No bad 250, 260, but you know what? That's what your DH is supposed to do. Bat two sixty, two seventy, and hit you 25 home runs. If we can get that for the twins, I'd be ecstatic. Now, John Curtis up there. Uh, yep. Also a former twin, right? Yes, same John Curtis rehabbing Tommy John. So, oh yes. Do you wanna, you know, one other name for the Mets I was just reading about beforehand too is uh, Trey Turner from the Dodgers shortstop. Everybody's going, whoa, whoa. You just gave uh, Lindor how many millions of dollars? Right. Trey Turner can go back to this to center field where he originally played when he was with Washington. Um. So he'd go to center field, and that'd be under the assumption that the Mets couldn't re-sign Nemo. So it's kind of this whole domino effect. But you can't really sit and wait and watch and play chicken and see who else signs who. Now, granted, Trey Turner's going to be another maybe $100 million guy, $80 million guy. But do you sign Nemo for $50 million instead for so many years? What? What? What's... You know, that's the thing. You sit and wait too long, you lose both of them. So that's where they gotta. That's where some guys get overpaid sometimes. Uh, let's use Nemo, for example. Say the Mets say, "Yep, yeah, we want him, sixty million for three years." Well, he's a bust. You know? Oh, he goes. You know, Buxton on you yeah, just is injured and just is not worth the money. Oh, well, you should've got Turner. Should we? You know, pay thirty million more a year or for a few years for a guy. Are you moving back to center field? So,
0: yeah, it's it's interesting because you you look at teams that have options to get big big buck guys or bring up someone that's new. Now look at the Astros in the shortstop situation. They give up Correa goes to Minnesota for thirty five million dollars. They bring up a guy named Pena, Jeremy Pena. Yep, rookie, does phenomenal wins the American League? Was he the ALDS MVP or the I AL? So, yeah, yeah. And then went on to be the World Series MVP, all for a rookie who took a superstar spot. So you never know; would you catch a lightning in the bottle there, Andy? But uh, it's always good yep. to get yep. these these veteran guys too, just for their experience.
1: Yep. That, yeah, you know, that's thing. that's what you're trading off for. What do you get? Uh, I think when we had our shortstop here from them. Would the Astros still want it with them? Who knows? You, you never know. Um say, uh, say that again. If if the Astros didn't trade the shortstop or didn't let that shortstop go to here, do they still win the World Series?
0: Oh, yes. Uh, gotcha, gotcha. Yo, know, And some and some have even gone as far as to say for next year, maybe the Astros go and pay the big bucks to get him back and move him to third base and have right. one of those guys on the left side of your infield. Yep. You know, who knows? But it'll be interesting. But I do have updates once you're done. Uh, with- yeah,
1: I have done. So I'd show that we have the Sports and Songs podcast.com. There's our social media sites. Facebook, Twitter, both Sports and Songs 1. On Instagram, it says Sports and Songs. Search us on YouTube, Sports and Songs Podcast.
0: Yeah, there, there's all of our spots uh, there to, to check us out. And uh, we're all over pretty much on social media. Now the twins had some moves themselves. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, the twins have, we have this five day cutoff for the options. And so they, they had an option with Chris Archer, uh, let him go. Uh, Dylan Bundy, let him go. Um, Miguel Sano. That wasn't, I saw in the uh, newspaper was, it said it was the tumultuous eight years with the twins. (laughs) I thought that was fair enough. Uh, That's it was tumultuous. He was good. It was a very good, you know, a stud coming up in the minors. There wasn't many athletes ever as good as what Miguel Sano did as a prospect, but never pulled it together, so he'll be a free agent. Carlos Correa had the actual option to opt out from the Twins, and he did that. So those four guys are gone. Sonny Gray, they did pick up the option to bring him back. And with Sonny Gray, it'll be interesting because now he's a guy that's worth it and a veteran and could be the ace and could anchor the whole staff. And when the twins looking at their starters for next year with Kenta Maeda coming back, yep. Tyler Molle, the Tyler Molly, the former Cincinnati red stud, uh, will be healthy next year. And we still got Joe Ryan, who was our ACE essentially this year could be like a number four guy and yep. Bailey Ober, rounding out the top five. So it'll be interesting to see what happens in the off season here, but, uh, I think the Archer and Bundy, those moves were made very easy because the twins uh they weren't difficult decisions to make. There were there were slam dunks. Keep city gray, get rid of all the other uh, rest, and now it can start uh cleaning up that 40-man roster. It'll be fun though. Now the other news that I've got is Arizona Fall Baseball. Yes. For those that that don't know. Uh, the Arizona Fall League is when the minor league system shuts down and that and that each of the teams have all their top 30 prospects, the uh, the great studs of the future for each of those teams. They send, I think, between six and eight guys, each team, to the Fall League to play, and it's the best of the best, the cream of the crop. There are really 200 players in that Fall League is all that plays uh, out of 3,100 players in minor league baseball. So it's the top 7% cream of the crop, and I think they play a 30 – 33-game schedule yep. in Mesa, in Arizona. Uh, they have one week to go. Uh, this week's their final. I think there's three games left for each team, and then they're done. The top two teams, they play a playoff, and, it, and it's over. It doesn't get much publicity on the news this time of year. World Series is going on. Everyone's following football. But the Fall League is fun to watch. I know you watch a lot of the Korean League, a lot of the uh, overseas Australia. baseball, Australia League as well. But this is another one that's that's good to watch they've been around since 1992 uh it's a feeder program to get these guys the elites to move up to that next level or if they can't compete and they and they really stink it up at this level you'll know kind of where you're at with these guys because it's the top of the top there's one week to go they have they had an all-star i mean they had a home run derby saturday andy uh first I time they, that. they had they pick a few guys they do a home run derby there the night before the all-star game and and it's it's played out much like the major league. I don't know if it was a success or not, but it's fun to see those kind of things going on as well. Uh, They did have the all-star game with the fall league all-stars. Two guys were selected from the twins. One couldn't make it, I think due to injuries. So they had a substitute go in. So we had two, two guys from the twins franchise, both uh, in double a currently went to the all-star game and did well. Uh, But guys to note, this Austin Martin shortstop the twins have is in the top five in about six different offensive categories in the fall league. Shortstop extraordinary. He can hit for power, average, stolen base, run scored. He's leading a ton of categories and he's hitting 380 right now. This second baseman that we had that played in the Ulster game is hitting 365 and is also up there tearing it up in many offensive categories with all these top players. There's only 210. Really, uh, on all these teams playing, and we got two twins that are just tearing it up. That one, Austin Martin, is a shortstop. So, oh, we got Royce Lewis, we got this Austin Martin coming up. Uh, uh twins are probably still going to look for a shortstop for a one year carryover, but who knows what, yeah. what they do with that. I hope they don't entertain bringing back Correa, but uh, we got some guys coming so up. They have to trade Turner for. Fifty million in one year, and see if he does it. You know, you never, you never know. Uh, it'll be interesting because in two years, or at the at the latter second half of next season, that Austin Martin, I think, will be ready to come up. Royce Lewis uh, will be all healed from his injury, and so we'll have two guys potentially ready to go. And the other guy that's uh, doing real well you know, is a second baseman. So, yeah, we've got guys a couple years out. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what all these teams do with their forty man, forty uh, man roster.
1: You know, and th- th- this fall league, that's not like the, you know, your hear guys say they go play winter ball or Mexican ball or something else like that. That's the guy who played A ball, double AA, A, triple A, who's maybe coming off an injury, wants to rehab it. He'll go there, not the fall league. Fall leagues a little more competitive. The Mexican leagues are winter ball. I don't want to say it's spring training attitude, but they're still competitive. They want to win, do well, don't get me wrong, but it's okay to rehab an injury there. Not it's in the more, fall.
0: It's more about getting reps or if you're, yep. if you're getting shifted to a new position or if you're coming yep. off an injury, like you said, it's it's to get more work on things that you want to work on, more as a developmental thing. Yes. This Arizona Fall Ball League is uh, is a cream of the crop. It's almost like watching a a 33-game 30, 30, a All-Star game with all the teams playing 30 games. Yep. That's an yep. extra whole month. And these guys have already played over 100 games yep. this year. Are, uh, so yeah you're also getting tired at this uh, stage of the game and getting worn down but uh these this is the cream of the crop uh it'd be interesting i i was talking to the wife andy to go down there maybe for a week and watch some of these games uh i don't know i don't know if the tickets are free or if they're very cheap but there's not many fans in the crowd for these games but you're seeing some top top talent uh and they play down in i don't know if it's scottsdale mesa uh, uh
1: well, Cactus
0: League's facilities the Cactus league there. Sites, Most of those sites they they play at, and so um, they're all in a pretty close range, And um, but they play every day. So they had an all-star game that they've done all the time. Home Run Derby was just new this year. But uh, those will be the guys that you'll see in, in about two years on a day-to-day basis. Bryce Harper used to play, uh, was out there, Mike Trout. These The superstars all come from this league typically. One
1: now, more major league note I read today, too. Angels are saying they will not be trading Otani. I saw that. I've heard a lot of other teams in the past that were not
0: trading so and so and two
1: weeks That could later, be just
0: bait, uh, right? Or is that just gamesmanship or
1: who knows? They're saying they're not, but you know what? You never say never in any sport. Someone calls up and waves enough prospects in front of you if you're the angels. You know it's the angels might be one of those teams. You got two guys, two studs right there with uh, Motani and with Trout. Did they go after a Trey Turner? Did they go after, you know, DeGrom? Did they, you know?
0: It's knows? interesting. I think it's interesting whenever the uh, front office says we're not going to trade someone. It's, it perks up my ears because more than likely now that that's saying that they are without saying it right. to generate interest. Because now you're beefing up the stock, the price. Especially with all the rips
1: that the Angels have had how? Got these studs and you're doing nothing. Do you blow the whole thing up and start over instead of paying two big names and getting that bad press, or to get the bad press of going, you traded everybody. Okay, the Tigers—they lost 100 games for two years in a row. They finally made the World Series. Look at all the pitchers that were on that staff: Scherzer, um, Verlander. All their studs have gone on to great things from that. The Astros did that a few years ago, blew it up and just basically called up their triple-A team one year and lost 100 games and look where that's gotten recently. Do the Angels do that?
0: It's, it's interesting. Uh, like, I, like I say, there's two things the teams are going for. You either consider yourself successful by how many wins and how many World Series you have, or are you successful from the bottom line financial? You may lose 100, 100 games every single year, but you're the most financially – you're making the most money. Uh, or you may be losing the most money but yet winning who's really what's really the what are you really after there is yeah the yep. you want to balance of course but you are in business and you are in business to make money this is not a these are not non-for-profit teams um, so yep. although they're trying to win games they're watching their bottom line very closely as well now go, uh, andy we got a local a local point to make up here tonight. I forgot that this coming Sunday, this coming yeah. Sunday, Gopher basketball, women's basketball, Lehigh comes to town to play William Gophers at Williams Arena. And guess who is the number uh big top recruit coming out of Chaska last year was Mallory Heyer. That's, That's right. High school. She's now with the Gophers as a freshman. Two years ago, their top uh, recruit was Kaylee Van Epps, who went to Lehigh. Uh, Kaylee and Lehigh will be coming on Sunday over to uh, Williams arena to play the Golden Gophers in an exhibition preseason Gopher women's basketball. You'll have a chance to see two gopher star players in uh, in varsity at, as a prep uh, on the big court in Williams arena, so they're both I think bringing large uh, groups of people and fan buses and whatnot from fans to watch those two uh, play on the same court
1: and also we talk about the high school football, like I said the first draw they're at neutral sites. The next two rounds are at uh, US Bank. We both know from going last year. And don't worry about it. Get your tickets, plenty of seating, plenty of room. If you like high school football, make a day of it. Catch two, three games. And since there's not many people there, parking's not an issue. The only thing that's an issue is they still charge you $9 for a water and $15 for a hot dog or whatever it was. But. They still pay the big boy prices. But, for the but you can,
0: like you say, go there early, s- spread out with the newspaper and some, uh, yeah. and, and get some work done on the side, watch a little football and spend the afternoon there. It's it's yep. it's a great environment, uh, and it's not crowded, and you're not getting hustled and bustled by yep. all the people. It's not jam-packed, but it's great football, and it's a great uh, stadium to go to.
1: Yep, fun, fun times, fun,
0: fun times. All right, so I've got a trivia answer, Andy. All right, what was the question again? Here we go. Oh, yeah. Mascot for the Astros. They've had him for a while. Not many know the name. What's the name of this mascot, Andy?
1: Huey. Houston Huey.
0: It does pay homage there to the space station in Nassau. The mascot's name is Orbit. Orbit. OK, that's orbit for you there on the screen, folks. There you go. Trivia question. Uh, it's more useless knowledge, Andy. It's more of a. That's why we're clip. here. But that's why we're here. Yeah.
1: Now, tomorrow. Special episode day.
0: Yeah, that'll be a good one to tune into right. uh, tomorrow's tomorrow,
1: up- about to drop tomorrow. So we'll have this one special episode tomorrow. Songs on Thursday and then season
0: four. Season four will kick off next week. Um, Uh, We've had a blast. We've had fun doing this. Um, Once again, we're not getting paid. We're doing this as a volunteer. We do it because we love it. Uh, And uh, it's a good time. It's a good time to uh, get these episodes out there and provide updates. Yes. All right, everyone. Have a good week. All right,
1: thanks. See you.